0: Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show for CPAs and accountants where we cover the latest in technology, business development, career management, and more. This week, I spoke with Ray Lampner, CPA and tax partner at Sickich LLP about the Paycheck Protection Program, also known as the PPP, It's a loan program established by the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act to help businesses, self-employed workers, sole proprietors, and more continue paying their workers. There's been a lot of chatter over the past couple months about the PPP, and I spoke with Ray on who should and shouldn't apply, what business owners need to know, what this means in the long term, and much more. Here's what he had to say
1: overall uh, business owners tend to have a basic understanding of of how the plan works. Um, One of the things that they're struggling with is just the overload of information that they're getting. Um, Everybody's trying to be helpful um, and putting information out, but a lot of times when you put it out, you know, two days later there's new guidance that came out and it's no longer valid um, anymore. So just just sorting through all that and finding out what's going on, uh, when they go through but you know we've seen just with talking with a lot of people that they're just they're just appreciative of having somebody to talk to um, when you go through this so we're, we're making a big push to reach out to all our clients not just make it a matter of you know sending out emails but actually trying to get on the phone with them and kind of walk them through and so we're seeing sometimes when they had thought they had an understanding and we start walking through some of the expenses and point out maybe some opportunities for them they tend to be very appreciative of it um, going through and um, being able to come up with a little bit more loan forgiveness than they had originally thought they were going to get.
0: Yeah, I imagine for a lot of business owners, their accountants are their lifelines right now.
1: Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think us, along with probably most accounting firms, we've spent a lot of time um, working and finding out what's going on with this bill and the loan forgiveness, as well as we're fielding a ton of questions. And so we're we're seeing what a lot of other clients or similar industries are doing able to pass on that advice to our clients.
0: And so when you are passing along advice and guidance, what are just some of the basics that you think it's really important uh, business owners should be aware of?
1: Well, one of the biggest things we're talking right now is that, you know, when, when these loans first came out, and even if they had laid people off, the overall intent was as soon as as soon as we get this money, we're going to bring everybody back and we're going to pay them. I and the thought process was, well, this is going to be eight weeks worth of payroll and some other expenses, and at the end of the eight weeks, things are going to be back to normal. Um, and now we're seeing that that's most likely not going to happen, or we're actually at the point where some of the people are getting towards the end of the week, eight weeks. And so a lot of the conversations changed from bringing everybody back and and doing everything you can to maximize the loan forgiveness to um, this is more of a cash flow conversation versus loan forgiveness and we're trying to run our companies that are um that are you know with the idea of we want to last past past the 8 weeks just getting nervous with the idea if we spend all this money now bring everybody back pay people for work that we don't have that um, at the end of the eight weeks, they're going to be out of cash and really have issues. So right. um, just trying to help them define, you know, what are their goals and where are they trying to go um, with what they're trying to accomplish when they go through it.
0: Do you find that, are they able to define those goals pretty readily or have that, has that perspective changed now with everything going on?
1: It, it has changed and it, it depends on probably the experience of the entrepreneur, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the ones that have been through this and the ones, you know, that went through, you know, the two thousand seven, two thousand eight time period, um, and realize, you know, what a recession, what a deep recession is like, how important cash flow is, um, it seems like they 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 are pretty quick to know what they want to do and get through it. Um, some of the other clients that we're working with, it's it's more of a conversation and we're talking about different options, we're talking about providing cash flow analysis, those types of things that kind of help make those decisions. Because as everybody knows, you just don't know how long this is going to drag out. So there's really, there's no black and white answer. And um, there's no right or wrong answer when you go through it too. So, um, you know, it's just, it's again, just gets into like a case by case scenario.
0: So are there any areas that you find you're um, really pointing out to clients, business owners, like this is really important, like we need to be mindful of this or you need to be aware of this?
1: Well, what we're going through is, is, is it's big on education. So we're trying to make sure they understand what all their different options are. So when we go through um, you know, the different expenses that are eligible, you know, for example, example payroll um, during the eight-week period, you know, one of the things we talk about is that you know a lot of times people pay bonuses at the end of the year or pay um, commissions periodically during the year. That you know we're basically telling them you have this eight-week period to have these expenses, and maybe you're not comfortable as far as saying I don't know what my bonus is going to be this year, so that might be a tough decision. But if you know that through you know you pay commissions on June 30th and your your time is up June 15th, you may want to consider paying those those commissions early. Um, to help with some of the loan forgiveness so we kind of really just go through each line item and try to help them kind of determine you know how do you maybe it's not just a matter of ex- you know spending money to get loan forgiveness but if you have to spend the money anyway what else can you go through and do it and they get it in there um, another example is rent one of the line items is rent when you go through it um, you know rent people just take that as rent of the building but truly what that is that's rent and other lease expenses so Uh, If you lease a car, you lease equipment, Um, it's big in construction companies, there's a lot of rental of job trailers and other type things that would easily fit into that um, um, scenario. So just trying to educate them through and kind of go through and um, make sure they understand all of the, uh, the different potential they have for loan forgiveness.
0: Right. So it sounds like some areas, you know, you think immediately it's this, but really, when you take a step back, it could apply to a lot of different aspects of your business.
1: Absolutely. And you, and you have that too. And you also have, you know, the new guidance coming out all the time. They released the uh, loan forgiveness application, uh, which included a lot of guidance. So one of the things we were kind of struggling with all the clients is, you know, when you pay payroll, you get your your, you know, your covered period starts on the date you receive the funds. So what happens if you're in the middle of a payroll period? What happens if, you know, you started at a low end and end up at a high end of payroll, those types of things. So there was some guidance that came out that gave you some options. And then one of them being that it's not necessarily just what you pay during that A period, you can actually delay it and line up your, uh, um, your pay periods or line up, you know, payroll portion of this loan forgiveness with your payroll periods as opposed to it's that part starts on the date of the uh, uh, deposit of the funds so again it's just a matter of kind of keeping up on all the different guidance and everything that happens
0: and are you finding business owners kind of struggling to to just keep up with the guidance like much less understand everything and then all of these updates and be aware of those
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, even from a service, you know, being a CPA and this is what I do, I even struggle with keeping up with all the new guidance that comes out. And Mm -hmm. so what we've done is, you know, we've kind of got a group uh, committee that we have that specializes in this stuff uh, to communicate with everybody in the firm. But again, we're reaching out and uh, like we're going to record a webinar tomorrow morning that is just on this loan application that came out. So we're trying to keep it short, concise, um, get it out to everybody and we tell our clients, you know, watch this. Let's get on the phone and let's talk about how this applies to you. Um, and again, it's a big education that goes through. You know, one of the other things that changed was the definition of a full-time equivalent. You know, if you are down employees and there's the average full-time equivalent equivalent test, you could actually get part of your loan forgiveness taken away. And but there was never a definition of what a full-time equivalent was, and so you know, people are doing the best that they could and looking at things like with, you know, the Affordable Care Act uses 30 hours. So, you know, should we be using 30 hours as full-time equivalent? Well, this loan forgiveness application gets into it. It's 40 hours. It's, um, you know, if somebody's working 60 hours, it doesn't mean they're one and a half. They're, it's one full-time equivalent. Um, and the other thing they're allowing you to do is that to simplify things is everybody that's a less than a full-time equivalent, you can say that they're half um, in order to simplify things. So, then you're getting back into, well, there's different options on how to run the numbers and you have to figure out what's best for you. And so just trying to keep track of all that stuff and understand it. Uh, it's very hard if this is not something you're doing. So um, I know we talked about a little bit earlier, but I think just working with your service provider and making sure that, you know, they know everything that, that, that is out there. And I'm sure a lot of them are uh, to understand how to how to interpret a lot of these rules and how to kind of look at them in the best light for you as a business owner.
0: And within that context, you know, always keeping that uh, communication with uh, your accountant on these types of things. Are there any questions that you're finding business owners are are regularly asking you about or any like specific areas that seem unclear to them that seem to keep popping up?
1: Um, Most of the questions stem around, you know, what would qualify as an expense when you go through this? And so, like I had mentioned before, you know, with rent. You know, we have some people said that rent uh, cloud storage space, you know, they'll ask questions like, you know, um, like that as far as, you know, is that an eligible expense? Um, But one of the other other ones, and it's kind of getting towards the end of it, one of the other ones we we were getting is there's been a lot of talk, and a lot of news about the economics uncertainty component of this. And what that means is when you applied for the loan, uh, you had signed off to saying that you had, there was an economic need and there was uncertainty when you took out the loan. Well, after a lot of people applied and later on, there was a change in guidance that had come out um, that said you needed to um, – the language in the original application was very vague uh, mm-hmm. when it went through, and she had gotten rid of a couple of different things. So uh, some more guidance had come out. Since some people had made the news, it maybe shouldn't have taken the loan. So they kind of clamped down on the guidance, made it seem like, okay, maybe – you need to explore it a little bit more. So a lot of, you know, quite a few of our clients were getting nervous, you know, should I have taken this loan out? Should I give the money back? Um, and again, they, you know, the more guidance came out, um, saying, you know, if you have less than a $2 million loan, there's what they're calling a safe Harbor. You don't need to worry about that anymore. Um, so in that case, you know, it, that's why I'm saying where it kind of quieted down a little bit. Now, if you have a loan that's over $2 million, um, you do need to do some documentation to kind of verify that, yes, I did need this money. And for dis- different businesses, it's, it's, it's harder. Um, some in- in- businesses right away got impacted with, you know, they either had to shut down or, um, you know, or just business slow down in-, in general. But a lot of times if you're a manufacturing company and you had a backlog, um, with it you know that back you may you may have not slowed down right away because you had a backlog of business that you're you're deteriorating um and that's what's keeping you busy now but you know you're gonna be slow later on you know your customers are gonna be slow payers you're seeing people cancel orders so that's the type of stuff you want to document we actually went through and put together a uh a uh, a checklist basically that will allow people to go through and help document uh, there is, you know, an economic and or not, or there's uncertainty to go through it. Um, but again, that's one uh, is, we, we have been getting a lot of questions on that.
0: When, what advice would you have for accountants in like helping their, their clients and the business owners help uh, stay on top of this, you know, not get, get discouraged and, and really try to push through this tough time?
1: So, I mean, I can kind of tell you what we've done. And I think that, you know, I think it's, it's been working out pretty well. One, again, we put a team together. Um, there's probably eight to 10 of us on this team. Um, and part of it is we have different locations. So we have different people, different offices, but it's always good to have other people to bounce ideas off of. Um, to where when something comes out, there's, you know, different people at different times can handle, okay, now it's your job to do this webinar. It's your job to do this research on this specific subject those types of things, but I think also, you know, I found out relatively early on, I, f- I feel like I have good relationships with my clients. And I was sending out emails and saying, you know, when you have time, pick up the phone, let's talk about this. And there was a few that, you know, didn't call me back. And when I finally got in front of them, they were just like, I didn't think this applied to me. Mm-hmm. And a matter of, and so learned quick lines it's that, you know, they're getting overwhelmed with emails. They're getting overwhelmed with information. Um, and luckily I'm pretty happy that, you know, my clients will take phone calls. So then I pick up the phone and call them and we kind of had these conversations and it was still in time for them to get the loans and everything like that. So I think from a service provider's perspective is the idea of just making sure you're getting in front of your client. Don't assume they're interpreting and reading in detail all the emails that you're sending over. And if they're not responding to your emails, make sure you're picking up the phone and talking to them and being able to discuss how this specifically applies to them and what the benefits are and the things they need to watch out for.
0: Right. And do you find, is there any um, common advice you end up telling business owners for preparing themselves through this time? Anything that seems like you're telling people regularly? Um,
1: Probably is. Some of the biggest stuff is is to just be patient. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I think one thing we have to keep in mind, and there's just a lot of money that came out in a very short period of time. The banks had to deal with it um the business owners have to deal with it everybody and it was it was it's, it's been very stressful um one thing that business owners always struggle with is is um you know if you give them a certain set of circumstances and facts they'll be able to deal with it it's, it's dealing with the unknown and not knowing what to do um that makes it difficult so uh, the biggest thing we've been talking to people is just you know just be patient um with what you're doing um when you go through it
0: any examples that that you had about, you know, clients really, with your guidance, figuring this out and feeling more prepared as they kind of move forward and navigate this? Okay, okay.
1: So, yeah, I think I mentioned before about, you know, the, the fear of unknown and not what's going through. So one of the things that we talk with our clients about is just the planning aspect of kind of looking at the eight weeks, estimating what your payroll is going to be, Um, and actually going through, you know, if I bring this, these people back, this is how it impacts my forgiveness. Um, and probably another thing is, is that, uh, um, one of the things we've been talking about too on some of the other expenses is, is, you know, kind of a cash versus accrual situation where we didn't kind of know the answers and, um, that you can kind of do that on an accrual basis, uh, in order, uh, in order to kind of maximize your forgiveness. So as far as not having to pay it anymore, um, but I think just the overall planning, looking ahead, seeing what's there, sharing what they put together so we can walk through and kind of come up with the different expenses and try to help them kind of maximize. Um, and then also the same thing on like the hires. Um, that's something we've spent a lot of time on. Uh, one of the things that had been talked about um, in this plan, there still isn't a lot of language on a, in there. It does say that. Um, if you get back to your employment numbers on June 30th, based upon where you were on February 15th, that the reduction in forgiveness is, is going to, um, be removed. And so that's something we're working with a lot of clients to see if that makes sense for them and exactly how to implement that. So again, that that's probably one of the questions we're getting quite a bit and it's, it just gets around to planning and looking ahead.
0: And I know we've talked a lot about planning so far, but. um, from the perspective of looking ahead, is there anything that you're predicting or anticipating um, in the next couple months that, uh, man, I think business owners should really be aware of this, this would really help them out?
1: Well, there's some things and there's some talk and there's another bill that's kind of going through Congress as we speak, but it's kind of held up. But there are a couple of things in there that I think I could see coming out a little bit further. One of the things is, Currently, this, this is set up as an eight-week period to determine forgiveness. Um, it, it does look like they are talking about maybe expanding that. Now, I don't know if that is going to be based upon um, certain SIC codes, like you know, the original plan. If you were in a restaurant hotel business, um, you got out of certain rules, you know, the 500 employees. So I don't know if they're going to do the same thing with, with extending it, whether it's going to be certain SIC codes. But that's something I do. There's a lot more talk about it and i I do see it coming to fruition but again you know we talked about it's hard to plan when you don't know whether that's going to happen or not and since they're really nowhere close to anything coming out it may may several companies will probably be past the eight-week period before that's determined so um, again i'm just getting back to just kind of try to watch for all the current guidance don't be in a rush i would not be in a rush to get your uh, uh, forgiveness loan application in Uh, you do have some time afterwards just to wait and see what the latest guidance is in case something changes. One of the things that we saw with the economic uncertainty is that they are a lot of companies or companies were given a certain amount of time where they could return the funds from the borrowing because they were concerned. A lot of companies were facing public shaming because they had taken these loans and maybe they didn't need them, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Um, And so we had clients that were concerned about about that and whether they would be the ones to be publicly shamed. Well, so we had some clients that went ahead and returned the money and then came out afterwards and, and truly I think they deserved the money and they needed the money. Um they're just more concerned about the public shaming. Right. And and then what they did was return the money and then after they returned the money and they returned it before the deadline, they came on, came out with new guidance that says, okay, if you have less than two million dollars then you're, you have the safe harbor, and if you're more than $2 million, if it turns out you didn't need it, we just expect you to return it, and we're not gonna shame you. So I think that just with that, if they would've waited in that, for that to come out, then I think they would've had come to a different decision. And like I said, I would just say that the same thing with your loan forgiveness. Unless you're getting it fully forgiven and you're very comfortable with that, I don't think there's any prize for getting in there first. Um, you know, let some other people do it, let them get some of that stuff worked out, and there might be something get that gets changed that helps you out too.
0: Thank you to Ray for joining us to talk more about the Paycheck Protection Program. So what do you think of the episode? I'd love to hear your feedback. You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. Thanks for listening.